So made in the image of God, made to have authority to reign. Family was the foundation of this governing place. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Excuse me. Then God blessed them, I forgot that part, and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Notice the first words God gives to, gives to man are words of blessing and empowerment. That word blessing means a whole lot of things. But uh, one, of the things it, 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 one of the things that it means is God saying, Everything that I am, I release to you to be my governing authority in the earth. And one of the things that the blessing means is an empowerment to prosper. He said, what I'm releasing to you is the ability to prosper with my power. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit and trees for your food. So man was created for this place of transformation. And the heart of man was made to be this canvas by which he learned from the Lord. How was he supposed to learn and grow with the Lord? First of all, from day one, man has this, has this sense that he's supposed to be extraordinary and awesome. Like, you're in charge of the earth. Pretty big job. But I also think God was trying to send him a message. What does he do? On day six, he creates man. And then, like, think about this. Like, I'm very uh, type A driven. You know, you should be too. <laughs> Don't be lazy, you know. But he's like, Adam and Eve. You're called to rule the earth. Awesome. What do I do now? What's the first thing I do? I'm ready, God. I don't know what I'm doing. Notice also, too, what gave him the authority to govern the earth? God gave him the authority. Had he ever done it before? No. Some would say that's impossible, except that God had told him. But I think he does something there. Next day is the seventh day, and it said that God, first of all, he says, everything that he saw was good. God liked what he made. Probably should like if it's beyond perfect. But he said, he rested. So the first day that man had in the earth, he rested from the work of governing the world. I think God, God, God was trying to teach him something. You have governing authority. I'm going to empower you to do everything I've called you to do. Now, I can't do what I've called you to do, but here's what I want you to know, that I'm always your source, and now rest in your identity that you're already approved by me. You're loved by me. You're cared by me. I'll be your source of all things. Just settle that in for a day. So rest is actually a great act of worship. Because you're saying, I know there's a lot to do, but I trust you, God, to work it all out in the next six days. But the heart of man was made, made to be this canvas of the Lord. It was made to be this place that at the center of it 
it would be the governing feature of humanity's life. What is the heart? There are many references to the human heart in Scripture. 814 references to the human heart. 26 references to the heart of God and 11 to the heart of sea. But very few have to do with the actual heart. So the heart, so when it's talking about heart, most of the time it's talking about the center. Scripture says the heart represents the idea of the will of human choice and of consciousness. It's in your heart where you make choices. How do we know that? 1 Samuel 24 uh, verse 5, 2 Samuel 24, 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. The heart is also the place that you determine an act of willing, an act of determining, an act of choice. The heart is the center of decisions, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 21. It's where people receive God's word, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, Jeremiah 32, verse 4. It's where conversion takes place. What did Paul say, Romans 10? With the heart, one believes, and with the mouth, confession is made unto righteousness. One of the reasons why words are so powerful, and they are, your words determine your life, is because words originate in your belief system. And so those words were always supposed to be God's words, and they were supposed to be what you believe, so they were supposed to create realities in your life. Now, the negative of that is when you speak things contrary to the word of God, you actually empower things in your life, and you cause it to be attracted in your life or cause it to be distracted from your life. The heart is also the place of understanding. The heart's function is a source of thought and reflections. It highlights intellectual capacities. Isaiah 6, verse 10, Mark chapter 7, verse 21 through 22. To hold one's truth in, his, in, in one's heart is to understand it fully in a way that will impact one's life. Deuteronomy 8, verse 5. The reason I'm giving those verses, you can look it up later. Conversely, when people do not take something to heart, they fail to understand it in a manner that actually makes a difference in their life. And I want you to see something of how Jesus models this, and we'll touch on this in a minute. Jesus came to redeem humanity where Adam failed, but he also came as the model. He came as the model. And he did not say, come, hear me preach. Jesus did not say, come, hear me preach. Jesus did not say, come, hear me preach. Matthew 11 Come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden. Why? He is talking to people, many of them, the passion of his heart. He's talking to people who many of them sincerely desired everything that God had for them. But they were worn out. God had been misrepresented to them. And by the way, many people had really good motives. They're trying to get them to follow the laws. You're the laws. What did he say to them? Come to me, all you you are weary and heavy laden. I love this promise. Still, still, still there today. And I will give you rest. But notice he doesn't say, "Come hear me preach. Come hear my awesome sermon." He says, "Learn of me." 
is he's touching a fundamental human thing in people. You were created to be transformed. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry God has been misrepresented to you. But to receive what I'm talking about, you'll have to shift your mind and your heart. The heart provides wisdom to, to rule justly and wisely. It discerns good and evil. In Luke's story of the birth of Jesus, Mary treasures all those things happening in her heart, pondering them there. To cut to the heart, right? Acts 2 verse 37 says his words cut to the heart. A matter of the heart is a spiritual matter, not a physical or literal one. In Jesus' parable of the sower, the word of God is sown in their heart. He says in John that out of a believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Ephesians 3 verse 17 speaks of Christ dwelling in their hearts of believers through faith. And so you're like God. You're made three distinct parts, but one person. But you don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. People like, my flesh, my, no. It's actually, your flesh only does what the heart believes it to do. So you don't need to be delivered from your flesh. You need to be delivered of stupid thinking. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so I, I, I put myself included, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So he, 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 how does this play out in Genesis chapter 1, this whole concept of a heart? God tells him to govern the earth. And then what does he do according to uh, Genesis 3, verse 8, we'll read a little more of that story in a moment. But according to Genesis uh, uh, 3, verse 8, he walks with them in the cool of the day. What's he doing? He's communing heart to heart. God saw you before the very foundation of the world. I don't know how he does this, but he's pretty genius level, so I suspect it's completely possible, and it is possible. He knew every, every person that ever existed. I really believe they were... God doesn't do anything unintentional. He puts things in scripture that are real. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand. I know it's true. That's very strange to me. But it's all true. But every person he saw, I really believe. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is like, yes! I'm going to make this Abner guy. It's going to be a little short. His mom's going to be like a firecracker. His dad's going to be this loving guy, Puerto Rican and Cuban. Ooh, going to be a fine man. Lord help us. I'm going to make him like wrestling at a little age because I'm going to teach him something through the sport of wrestling. And then I'm going to make him grow up. No, seriously. I'm going to put this like him. I'm going to like put this in. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And then like at 18, his whole life's going to change and we're going to unveil his destiny. And he's going to like hate like these certain things and oh boy at 18 he's going to think he's ready for some stuff but he's going to be really dysfunctional but we're going to help him <laughs> we're going to have mercy on him yeah. and we're going to listen to his mom's prayers because she don't stop praying Jesus help us no I'm serious yeah. it's like that 
and all your mistakes they made provision for. He can redeem the time. And he wants all these parts you have to work together. So in the garden, he's walking with man. He's fellowshiping. And the reason I say that is, I believe there's being made in the image of God and him seeing us before the foundation of the world. When we get born again, I even think before many times, he's causing things that he's exclusively reserved for us to come alive on the inside of us. That's why people love prophecy. When it's a true word, <laughs> not them. Anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> but they're like, yes, I knew I was supposed to be awesome. <laughs> and boy, I'm really messed up right now. So that gives me hope <laughs> that I'm not going to be messed up my whole life. He speaks. Speaks to Adam. How is, it, how is he supposed to learn things? Told him. Commands him, don't eat from that tree. Same command exists today. When God speaks, you never question. I don't question things in Scripture. He's never asked me, like, well, what do you think about Genesis 1? Never asked me. Because <laughs> it's his constitution. A king does not ask his subjects what they think of his constitution. That's American. So he hears him. He don't eat from that tree. And then what does he do? Genesis 2, he brings animals to him. He's never named animals. What empowers him? God's governing authority to him. God speaks the universe. God is inside out. He knows exactly what he desires when he speaks something. Same thing with you. He wants you to get an image of things that you're speaking, that as you speak his word, he puts his authority on those words and they create realities for him. Amen. He's always the source though. But you also notice something else. So they're, they're learning, they're learning, their heart has come alive. The, 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 the way that heart was created, the, the, the primary thing that that heart was created to is to trust everything that God said. I just trust him because that's how I was made. I don't have any reason to doubt God. But you'll see something else here in Genesis 3, verse 1. The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat nor shall you touch it, lest you die. I want you to see a principle that is, is, is really important to how what, what often takes place in the world. They're created perfection. The world is created perfect. They're supposed to extend heaven on earth in the garden. But the enemy still, Satan, however you want to put that, lots of different debates of, of, of how you describe that in scholarship. But the point of that is he still has access to talk to them. He has access to talk to them, but they do not have to listen to him. Even in the garden, 
I always say that God is a little twisted New Jersey. It's like, you think about it. God and the devil are not opposites. He's a created being. If at any point, God wanted just like, I'm done with him. Like, I wish he would be done with him. But he doesn't ask me. Like, just end him. You know, like, you're going to, He's done anyway, you know, just like now. Now be a good time, you know. But he leaves him roaming on the earth when he gets cast out of heaven. Well, the earth is a great worship leader, right? And God's like, okay, you want worship? I'm going to do I'm going to create something that never existed before called human beings. I'm going to put them on the earth, and I'm going to give them governing authority over you. And I'm going to remind you every day that you're not even worthy of it. I'm gonna, I made someone in my image to have authority over you, and as they worship me, because worship was work, as they work the earth, they're going to subdue you, and you'll, they're going to remind you every, like he's twisted like that, they're going to remind you every day of what you lost. And they're not even, they're, they're, it's not even me. They're made in my image, but they're little me. You know, you get to, all over the earth, they were supposed to have governing authority over the devil. But he still had access. You also notice, so today, born again, love Jesus, encounters with the Lord, got a prophetic certificate at home, <coughs> ordination. The enemy still has access to your ear gates, your eye gates. God could not steward man's heart for him. Adam was responsible for governing his own heart. Eve was responsible for governing her whole heart. Proverbs 4 is a really big deal to me. He says, guard, I read it every morning, guard your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it flows what? The issues of life. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. So here's what happens. He's ha she's having a conversation with someone she had authority over. She heard. She saw. And you'll also notice something here that the enemy can never create something. There's not anything in this earth that's ever been created by the devil. He has simply distorted what God originally intended to give him glory. Yeah. Music, distorted. Sex, romance, relationships, distorted. All these things that were God-given gifts to humanity that have simply been distorted in the wrong way. So what's he doing here? He's distorting. He is distorting what God said. It, it, like, it, it hasn't changed that much. 
common distortions. Well, God loves everybody. Like someone who tells you, someone who doesn't ever read the scripture, they tell, well, God don't tell you to judge, right? Like all these distortions. There's a difference between godly judge. You should always judge everything in your life by the word of God. The point is, he uses the sense realm. She looks, she hears, she hears, she looks, she acts. With God, you're supposed to hear, believe, act, and overcome. Go back for a moment. I won't read that whole story, but I want you to see something. Verse 25, Genesis 2, verse 25. And they were both naked, man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. They were both naked, the man and his wife were not ashamed. I always, I, sometimes I'll pull that verse out because you'll see a switch here that happens when they believe a lie. When they looked at each other, their hearts and their minds were believing exactly as God wanted them to believe. So Adam is seeing Eve, and now there's also some, some thoughts in scholarship, we don't know for sure from the scripture, that there was such a glory in original creation that they really even couldn't see each other. So that's all, all different stuff. But the, 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 the premise that I want to pull out in this scripture is when they're looking at each other, they're not having any weird thoughts because they're looking at each other exactly as God saw each other. So when you're believing correctly, you're view of God is correct, but when your view of God is correct, your view of other people is correct. So you'll see something. They believe a lie. The reason I emphasize that is your flesh is not bad. You got to live in your flesh, hopefully 120 years. That's why you should take care of it. It shouldn't govern your life, but you should take care of it. Amen, amen. I don't know. You die, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know. <laughs> I can eat that cheesecake tonight, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no shame, no blame. Yeah, I, I, yeah we can all lose a few pounds, you know. And it, it's, it's like, if you don't get real with yourself, you can't change. It's a little Pentecostal teaching right there, you know. <laughs> you know. But her body's affected. Why is her body affected? Because you're a three-part being. So now, a corruption has come in that God never intended. Now, they weren't ashamed because shame doesn't exist in God. A lie, one lie, and one action. Now, you read, it, you read Genesis 3 there, they're ashamed of God, they're drawing away from God. Notice... How the inability to guard your heart affects everything. Affects your body, affects your world, because you were called to steward your world. Sometimes I feel stuff. Like, I'm in, I was like, there's a lot of strife in this room. Why? It's going around. Sometimes it's in you. It's true. I've had to repent many times. Body's affected. Heart, relationship, the way they view God, their belief in God. And then also catch something else. You never ever see Adam and Eve having any relational issues until they believe the wrong thing. 
And Adam tried to use scripture to throw Eve under the bus. No. Why? Because often we use scripture and a religious spirit to not being real with God. So we have this distortion of the heart. That's why he says, I'm going to give him a new heart. Because that one was, that one really got messed up with Adam. So now I got to give him a new heart and I have to start retraining them how to see reality. And there's this thought that's been running around on the inside of me for years now. It's what's on the inside of you that defines you. Read it again, Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered, and this is the work of God that you believe. What's he saying? Teaching you a principle here that... Your behavior is defined by what you believe. And then Jesus, he does something in scripture. He's not only, he's not only the savior, the deliverer. He's not only going to die and rise again, but he's the model son. Pick up this story. I, I heard this story a lot. You, you, you would too if you're Pentecostal. The woman with the issue of blood. There's something fascinating in this story though to me. He's fully God, fully man. He never stops being God. But he chooses to live as the son of man. And he says this amazing thing to me in this story. And it came to pass when Jesus was come again, this is uh, uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 40, it was come again that the people received him, for they all waited for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was the ruler of the synagogue who fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he could come into his house. For he had, for he, for he had a, a daughter only but 12 years of age, and she lay a dying, and as he went, the people thronged him. This is fascinating to me. You'll also, this principle is in operation right here in these scriptures. They is all, that's not good English. But I like how it says it. Lots of people touching him. Lots of people touching him. Lots of people went to the meeting. Lots of people hear messages. He didn't say, Come hear me preach. He said, come learn of me. The very statement is based on the premise that we're always supposed to be learning things. He assumes the things I'm telling you are supposed to instruct you. They're all touching him. Only one person gets the miracle. King James says, she said within herself. You have a relationship with yourself. 
part of that relationship is to govern your heart.